Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. When's Rick coming along? I'm right here. Oh, okay. 1-800-878-PLAYS, number to call, 1-800-878-7529. Get in and get heard wherever you might happen to be listening. In this great land of ours, or so-so oh, foreign lands. <laughs> 1-800-878-PLAY. I don't know. It makes me laugh. Uh, I love other countries. I really do. Uh, but uh, I always get homesick after a while. I used to think when I was a kid that I could live in Europe full time. And then the the funniest thing was, as much of a football fan I am, I think I would uh, miss baseball too much. And uh, you just get to a point when you make a simple transaction you know, I, I just want to get a Diet Coke in a convenience store, and it's I'm like, I can. You just get to it. That's why I feel for foreigners over here. I try to help them. I'm such a saint, really. I'm such a great guy. Um, but it's hard, you know, just having people understand you, man. I just want to be understood. Or as uh, the uh, comedian once said, I just want someone to love me. For whom I'm pretending to be. Yeah. 1-800-878-PLAY. John Schneider is going to join us again. Bo Duke. Also, Chef Andy Murray. Great tennis player from Scotland and the brother of Bill and Brian Doyle. Uh, Dick Gould in studio. Um, why is Dick Gould coming in? Just to talk tennis? Oh, he has a book. Thank you. Dominic just made a really cool... Um, symbol for a book with his hands. He opened up his hands. He's doing a dove release? Okay. <laughs> uh, comedian uh, Sarah Hester Ross will be uh, on the show as uh, well. You never know who's coming in. Dick Gould in studio. You, me, your mom. Come on back. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. 
Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select a request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. Hi, this is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. That's not a rumor. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yep. And I can actually ship there, right? We have UPS right here in store. What will Staples think of next? (laughs) Right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what, what, what will they think of next? Staples has all your shipping supplies and UPS service in store. And right now, get 25% off UPS Express shipping services. Staples, the best kept secret in shipping. And 1231, valid only in Staples U.S. stores. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show actor John Schneider. He has a new film about uh, Old Glory. It's called To Die For. John, welcome back to the show. Tell us a little bit more about what you got going on with this one. Hey, thank you, thank you. I hear you're a genius. That's, what, uh, uh, that's great. Thank you. 
self-proclaimed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a movie that my wife and I put together uh, intentionally for this time of this year to encourage people to have conversations about, uh, you know, we used to say that politics and religion were things you weren't supposed to discuss. Well, now I think you must. I think you absolutely must. So uh, this is a film that is about a patriotic guy who gets a restraining order against him, says he can't drive his truck within 300 yards of a local high school with the American flag on the back. And rather than adhere to the uh, to the restraining order, he he chooses jail over that and uh, and pushes back against what uh, he and I both see as lunacy. So it's pretty it's pretty great it's pretty cool and uh, it was inspired by uh, uh, my wife and I were somewhere in Arizona or New Mexico last year and I I heard about a guy that had gone to jail because of that very thing he uh, he defied a restraining order. Uh, because the school had determined that the American flag was a divisive symbol, and he said, I don't believe in that. I have a right to drive here. I pay my fuel taxes, and I'm going to drive wherever the hell I want. So uh, we made a movie about it, and I'm excited. It's been, uh, it came out on the 20th of October, and it's been doing great in our, uh, in our independent world. And uh, there you go. There you have it. It's available on DVD, or you can stream it at cineflexdod.com. Uh, it's interesting, too, John. That well, we... you know, it's easier. Actually, I, I got a better URL. Okay. It's actually todieformovie.com there you go. or todieformovie.com. And this so isn't the Nicole, yeah, is not the Nicole Kidman, not... <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix no, vehicle. No, this is not the Nicole Kidman film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, she did a great job in the. She played Lucille Ball. She did a great job. She's great, but no, she's not in this movie. And uh, and so, if you see that ad, then you're on the wrong page. <laughs> so then you can go to cineflixdod.com. But it seems like Google has learned uh, learned that this movie is the one that people are searching out right now. So it's pretty great. Well, you know, it's weird for me because I'm in my fifties and I grew up in Berkeley, about as liberal as it gets. And my dad was a Navy officer, so we were very conservative and yet when i was growing up the american flag seemed to represent everybody and tip o'neill and reagan would argue but then they would get drinks and it's just not like that anymore and for some reason now the american flag instead of just representing all of us i think it gets twisted in a way doesn't it well it's been used as a political tool Mm -hmm. it's not the flag's fault just as it was not the car's fault in uh in dukes of hazard that just got (laughs) caught up in you know, the only people that have time for racism, as far as I can tell, are politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of us are trying to figure out how to make it through the end of the day and make our house payment and our car payment. And uh, I think, as uh, as a whole, that people are basically, and I know somehow they turned this into a bad a bad word, but people are colorblind uh, because people just don't have the time or the inclination to to look at somebody else and make some judgment. It's like the whole notion that, that, uh, that uh, in, in hiring, when you hire people, if you're fortunate enough to be someone who is in a position to hire people, mm-hmm. all you want is someone that can do the job, someone that can take a little bit of the pressure off of you as the, the hiring person, the boss, the dreamer, the entrepreneur. 
there, there is no world in which I've ever seen, unless people have so much money that they don't care, that race ever comes into play. Expertise comes into play. Uh, your ability to get the job done comes into play. Uh, so, as I said, it's politicians that have created, I believe, this entire race war for their benefit because they know, you know, it's a very old adage. I think it's from the uh, from the art of war. It might even be older than that. Is divide and conquer. Yeah. So they've managed to to have people who weren't arguing. You know, you can go into a perfectly happy marriage and and cause an argument between a perfectly happy couple if you're smart enough. And that's what that's what they've done. So I think today is a wonderful day where we say, you know, no more. We did polit- you work for us, number one. Hello, politician. You know, your your lofty goal is to be a public servant. Like it or not, that's what you are trying to enter into, and that's what you, if you win, you have successfully entered into. You work for us, not the other way around. No doubt about it. So there are people on your ballot out there that don't know that. Please don't invite them into, into positions of power. Please don't. I also think, too, when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, that if we saw something, I don't know, say from the Middle East where they were burning and stomping on the flag and we were all aghast, I kind of feel like if people did that now, a lot of America would just yawn and be like, eh, who cares? I don't know, kind of like it's lost its cachet for a lot of people, unfortunately. Well, I, I agree. I agree. But that's, in, that's intentional. Again, remember, the, the word that I never heard when I was growing up was globalist. And this is a word we hear, we hear more and more frequently. Well, globalists, the, the people who can afford to be globalists are the ones that make billions of dollars off of a global economy. It's just as, as people talk about, you know, what's wrong with Hollywood? Hollywood is, is, uh, is uh, this machine that is putting forth their own ideas and concepts on, a, on, on people. Well, no, it really isn't. Hollywood is owned by a couple of globalists who sit around a table, you know, these billionaires. And Hollywood is nothing more than a, than a line item on their, their uh, financial spreadsheet. That's all it is. So Hollywood does what it's told. That's why it's putting forth a globalist agenda. I don't think it actually believes in it. I don't think it actually believes in anything. You know, it's just like us. It's trying to make its, in their case, exorbitant house payment and exorbitant multiple car payments um, because they owe their soul to the company store. But if once you realize that, and you realize that the, the system that you are, you are uh, being manipulated by really doesn't care. Now, this is my opinion, folks. But the system really doesn't care about anything but itself. Then all of a sudden, you start to realize the importance of your neighbor and your neighborhood and your community and your town and your city and your state. And you start to realize, well, you know, we are very important. We have the power uh, to make change. And I don't think there's ever been a time, there's never been a day in my 62 years that is more important than this very day, November 8th, 2022, to make a change for the better forever. Uh, so please go out and vote today. And if, if uh, in California, my gosh, if you're tired of people 
throwing, you got a governor that throws water into the ocean and then sues, not sues, then fines you for watering your lawn or washing your car. You got some things. I lived in California for a long time. It is a gorgeous, beautiful, wonderful state full of agriculture and incredible people. But there are some policies that are in California that make the rest of the country just shake their heads. And you have the power to at least curtail that nonsense today. All right. We Please unfortunately don't not take advantage of it. Unfortunately, we got to run. I just asked real quick. Yes, no. Being another season of Curb, John. <laughs> no, I don't like Larry David. He doesn't like me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to dieformovie.com. Once, a, once again, to dieformovie.com. John Schneider, thanks a lot again, man. We'll talk to you soon. You are so welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless America and California, by golly. I love it out there. <laughs> All right. Very good. I'm Rick Tittle. We will come on back with Chef Andy Murray on the other side. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. 
And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332 That's 800-738-5332 I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. You know, the Murray family loves to get together at holidays, the golf course and around the table. And when it uh, comes to cooking, the guy who does the bulk of that is the celebrity chef, Andy Murray. Not the Scottish tennis player, the cook. And he has a brand new book called Eat, Drink, and Be Murray. Andy, welcome to the show. And I just tongue-in-cheek threw that out because this is a sports talk show. How much of that do you ever get about the Andy Murray reference? Uh, it's quite a bit, actually. Good morning, by the way. Good, uh, <laughs> Good morning. But, yeah, no, there's people, I, you know, and when you, you Google me, uh, you, Andy Murray, the tennis player, comes up. And uh, if he was Irish, I'd be feeling better. But it depends. If I'm with uh, Scottish people, I tell people I'm Scottish <laughs> because there was an Andrew Murray who was king of Scotland at one point. Yes. All right. Let's talk about some of your um, your specialties, and let's start off with I think the one that really sticks out: Murray French toast. What's your twist? The twist is well, I use challah bread. There's a lot of people who could sometimes use challah bread, but I like to put orange juice in it. Uh, there's something about the orange juice. It gives it a tang. It uh, it helps the browning process. Uh, and it just, I don't know. I've never had a complaint about my French toast, I can tell you that. Uh, so what do you, can you give us a little hint about, like, maybe a little extra cinnamon, a little uh, Himalayan well, in the salt? Recipe, there's, there's, there's cinnamon, there's orange juice, there's, there's milk, uh, and there's eggs. Uh, it's a custard with orange juice, really, a custard sauce. Now, when you think about the 19th hole, basically means we're getting drinks after the uh, round. So you have a drink called that. Can you tell us your signature drink there? Uh, the 19th hole is a drink that uh, we, we serve at the restaurants. It's, uh, it's a, a peach vodka that we have, uh, and then we also put Aperol in it and a simple syrup, some lemon juice, ice. Uh, it's, pre- it's pretty nice drink. It's very refreshing. Now, how many kids are there in the Murray family? Are we getting close to 10 altogether? Uh, nine children. Wow. Six boys, three girls, Ed, Brian, Nancy, Peggy, Billy, Laura, Andy, John, Joel. Now, I went to St. Mary's College. Somebody told me that Brian Doyle Murray went there for a while. Is that right? 
Oh, yeah. Are you, you're a Gale? Yeah, I played football for the yeah. Gales. Oh, Brian is a serious, hardcore uh, St. Mary's fan. Wow. Why don't we have a statue of him out front? I don't know, but he always they always give him really good tickets when he shows up. Wow. Yeah, that's great. He, he, goes there, he goes there every year. He goes to games. And if he follows them, you know, when they play in the Thanksgiving tournaments and stuff, he goes and follows them. If they get in the playoffs, if they get in the sweet six, you know, the, the, the big dance, then they go crazy. Yeah, I gotta, we got to get him on the show. And speaking of the other brother, I remember being at uh, the Shark Tank a few years ago for March Madness watching Xavier, and uh, there's Billy right there because his son is a coach, huh, your nephew? Yeah, uh, Lukey, Billy's boy Luke is, uh, well, now he's uh, assistant coach at uh, University of Connecticut. Mm, UConn Huskies, huh? UConn Huskies, and they got a really good team this year. Now, uh, for people who don't know, Andy spent more than 25 years at some great Manhattan restaurants, and uh, then about 20 years ago opened Murray Brothers Caddyshack Restaurant in St. Augusta, Florida. And uh, the new one's in Chicago, as I might imagine there would be one in Chicago. How is that all going? How did you guys get through the pandemic? Uh the pandemic was it was hard uh we did get through the pandemic you know the, where we are in rosemont it's uh it's a town that uh has a lot of tourists because it's right next to uh, o'hare airport mm-hmm. uh and you know when nobody was flying it was kind of slow but we we made it through it you know we worked with the landlord he worked with us and uh so we're still going so how much uh do you take uh, advice like if someone's like yeah you know i loved your chicken soup but uh why don't you throw some potatoes in there do you say why don't you mind your business or do you try it uh well there, there are p- potatoes in my chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> just in but, general you know, though I'll, I'll listen to anybody but uh anybody suggestions i will listen to but you know then i say well buy my book and see what you think and uh, make some of those dishes, and uh, we'll come back and uh, and uh, do that. Now I've, no- I've got you know I've got you know there's recipes in this from the whole family. You know my sister Peggy's got uh, her, her baked bean recipe is fabulous. Uh, Laura's got these hot nuts recipes that we take to every family gathering, uh, along with this radish bread, which was Brian's thing. But Pelle- and Peggy's chili was a, is a is a that's a home run, and we serve it. Uh, on a regular basis at the restaurant. And then, uh, I've never heard of this before, tomato pie? Tomato pie is started because I was, when we were little kids, we lived across the street from a convent. And it was a huge convent. But they grew all their own food to feed all the nuns. Uh, and we used to go in there and steal their apples and their cherry trees and, you know, hit them all up. And one day, this, this they had, we called her the German nun, nun Sister Bert, Bert, Bertina. And she um, she grabbed me and she just said, here, and, and stuck, I thought it was an apple, said, eat that. And I just took a bite and it was a tomato. And so I've, you know, I'm always looking for that tomato. Uh, I've never found one that tasted quite that good. But the tomato pie is wonderful. It's got, uh, uh, it's, it's not a hard dish to make, but it's wonderful. <laughs> I would also think maybe that's something out of the potato famine. It's like, here, eat this tomato, right? Well, well, the Germans didn't have the potato famine. That was all the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true as well. So what's your favorite recipe in this whole book? Do you have one? Uh, I'm real partial to the, the peanut butter mayonnaise and lettuce sandwich. 
Mm. That's something we grew up on, and uh, everybody, you know, anytime I'm making that, uh, one of my brothers will slide over and take a bite out of it. So peanut butter and mayonnaise? Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce. The combination, it sounds weird, but the combination, the taste, they work, and the crunch of the lettuce, you need soft bread. That's one of the things that makes it even better, but... um, that it's it's one of the great things that that we we grew up on, and all of us that ate it, you know. But I also like we got a chicken hash that uh, that I serve with a you know I make the bloody bowl, and it's a, it's a it fixes any kind of hangover you got. Last question for you: the key lime pie. How do you make it your own? We put a rum butter Ooh. sauce that hardens in between the custard and and the crust. Ooh. It changes the. It really changes the flavor of the of the pie. Not the the flavor so much, but it gives it a whole another zing that you didn't expect. And I sell a lot of key lime pie. I really do. How's the book moving so far? Uh today's launch day. Oh, so we'll find out. But uh, uh, Harper Collins is thinking it's going to be a big uh, big hit. Big hit. Eat, drink, and be Murray. Make sure to check it out from our guest, Andy Murray of the the Murray clan. Hey, Murray. Uh, hey, Andy. Thank you for hey, being here. <laughs> hey, thanks, Mur- Rick. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, too. It's uh, Andy Murray. <clears throat> As I can just call him Murray. Um, and this is one of these interviews where he said, feel free to ask me about my brothers. And so I did. But I did not know. I just remember hearing that... Um, and that uh, Brian Doyle Murray went to St. Mary's College, uh, where I went, and I had never heard that before. And he's like, oh, yeah, huge fan. So uh, that's cool. You know, if you think about all the movies he's been, um, Caddyshack is probably his most famous one. But you think about uh, Vacation, he was the guy at the camp making Chevy fill out the uh, the mailer and then spit I mean, it goes on and on uh, with him as well. <clears throat> and I think the thing about Bill Murray is getting up. We're all getting up there, aren't we? Just a tad, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've had many, many, many chefs on this show in the past, and I don't think I've ever had tomato pie uh, mentioned. But uh, I don't know, it's worth a try. I'll, I'll, I shouldn't say I'll try anything. Because that's not true. I'll try most things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I remember um, my mom used to say when I was a kid, she's like, "You used to eat everything, and now you're now you're so finicky." I'm like, well, the way I look at it is, I tried everything, and then I sussed out what I like and what I don't like, and now I don't have to keep eating nasty food. Yeah. Come on back with more nasty food, and we'll talk to Karen Lyle. We'll talk a little sailing on the other side. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. The 
This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk. We are listening to a conversation between Captain Johann Steinke and his shipmate. Today I have uh, one of my dearest old shipmates with me, Josh Scornavacci. He is incredibly talented in every way. What was your first sail like on Bounty, your first night out? The first day sailing on Bounty was actually the best day, or one, one of the best days I've ever had out on the water. Mm. It was my first day sailing in the ocean, and we had just gotten done a big maintenance period in Puerto Rico for a whole month. So I'd been on the boat for a month, but we hadn't sailed at all. I believe it was about a 14-day transit, 12 or 14 days long, long transit for my first transit at sea. And um, we left uh, Puerto Rico, and the water was beautiful, very clear. You could see pretty far, um, very blue. Immediately, they were flying fish everywhere, and it was the first time I ever saw them. So that was exciting for me. And they weren't the small ones you see in California. They were like the ones that are about three feet long, so big flying fish. They can skip across a football field in like three jumps. It was really cool to see as, as somebody who went to school for biology and to study animals. That's That was exciting. Yeah, it's really hard for people to visualize what they actually look like in real life. Like, I remember, I was so impressed. Like, yeah. it's it's magical. You, you just... That's why I put them in my second kids book because I'm like, they're, yeah. they're amazing. They're yeah, crazy. You just, it, you, you just look at it and you're like, this can't be real. It's it's a cool thing to talk about. They go so far, it just doesn't look physically possible. Yeah. The swish of their tail and their 100 feet uh, yeah. jump, which is amazing. But they were jumping like that because they were being chased by a megapod of common dolphins, which are also really beautiful. So most people know what bottlenose dolphins look like, but common dolphins are smaller and very colorful. They've got yellow and gray and black and all sorts of beautiful patterns. We actually saw a little bit uh, on the way in. Yeah, I know. I was concentrating on the channel. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you who know, we we uh, yeah, Josh and I just came in on the AJ Mirwald, which is a schooner. So we were talking about the different rigging, the bounty being a square rigger. Yeah, the square riggers look bigger, even if they're dimensionally not. Uh, but yeah, so we were we were going down the channel, AJ Mirwald. It's a channel I've never been in. Lots of current. Uh, yeah, I was not concentrating on the, on the freaking dolphins. <laughs> they were dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely guys. <laughs> but then yeah, we uh, climbed aloft. That was my first time going aloft underway. So I climbed aloft and set the topsail. We went on the head rigs, set the fore topmast staysail, and we sailed off. And we with the dolphins following and the, and the flying fish. Johann Steinke is the author of the illustrated children's book, The Greatest Captain in the World. For more information, please visit salesporttalk.com. All right, when you hear that music, it's time to talk to Karen Lyle, who co-hosts this segment with me for SailSportsTalk.com. It's every Tuesday at uh, 9.40, and uh, it's great to have you again. Uh, Karen, how you doing? I'm doing absolutely great, Rick, and so grateful that we have um, the opportunity to broadcast every week to the American Forces Network, because we've got a guest today that... Um, that all, all of our listeners on that network are really going to love. Yes, let's bring in Dan Garrett, a retired senior chief petty officer. And uh, welcome to the uh, to the show, CPO Garrett. What, what is that, an E7, an E8? 
Uh, that would be an E8. E8, okay. So just about as high as you can go as enlisted, right? Uh, there's an E9, and then there's the, uh, you know, there is a uh, Master Chief Petty Officer uh, of the Navy, which is, uh, you know, uh, slightly high. But pr- pretty close, pretty close. All right, well, let's talk about some of the things that you did, especially the P-3 Orion uh, uh, submarine hunting aircraft. I find that quite fascinating, how you guys can find subs from the air. How does that all work? Oh, my stars. Um, Well, we have hydrophones. We have uh, floating microphones that we deploy from the airplane. Uh, We we carry uh, several dozen of these. Uh, You drop these in the water. They're saltwater activated. They deploy a microphone. Uh, different lengths into the ocean, and we can pick up uh, 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 passive acoustic signatures, uh, noises, frequencies from the submarine. I mean, if you imagine something as big as a nuclear submarine gives off a tremendous amount of noise no matter how much they try to quiet it. Mm-hmm. And so we can pick up those those passive signatures, and then if necessary, we also can drop buoys from the airplane that are active, so they will actually ping the, um, the submarine, and then uh, it transmits the information back up to the airplane, and we're able to sort of form a tactical picture of what's going on with the submarine when the submarine is turning, when it's getting close. So we'll typically lay a large field of these buoys out in the ocean where the last known position of the submarine was, and the submarine will kind of drive through the field, and we'll pick them up and track them from there. So this was uh, back in the day when Soviet ballistic missile submarines used to orbit, you know, in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of California between California and Hawaii. And we would fly out of Moffett Field, California, or from Hawaii, and we would kind of track the ballistic missile submarines so that we knew where they were at any point of the, of the day. So we'd go out there, we'd relieve a plane that was already out there, and another plane would come and relieve us. Well, it seems that you can't get enough of the water because now retired, you've got a boat, and you go out, and you are watching whales and also even on the committee designing how to avoid hitting whales when you have the races. Tell us a little bit about the... Um, the whale action over there in Monterey Bay. It was, and oh, it's fabulous. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's real interesting. I think of all the yacht clubs that race on the Pacific Coast, and to, you know, for your listeners, we're, we race out of Moss Landing. It's about 100 miles uh, southeast of San Francisco. Uh, the Monterey Bay is a, is a sanctuary, and uh, uh, the whales will pass by and come into Moss Landing on their migratory uh, paths uh, to and from Alaska and uh, and Mexico. So we have the gray whales that come through, the humpbacks come through, and then blue whales will transit pretty much on the outer border, maybe about 10, 15 miles off the coast. They typically don't come into Moss Landing. So Moss Landing is a unique environment because if you imagine walking out of your front door and in front of your doorstep is the Grand Canyon, that's what Moss Landing is like because we have the... Uh, the Monterey Bay uh, uh, Canyon that, that comes right out of our harbor. So if you can imagine the, within the mile marker, on the left of you it's 40 feet deep, on the right of you it's 60 feet deep, and directly in front of you it's over 360 feet deep right away, and it goes down from there. So the whales like to come into this canyon area very close to where our, our jetty and most of our racing takes place, and, uh, and they like to breach a lunge feed. So they'll, what they'll do is they, they like to go down deep, and then they'll come up and they'll try and scoop up as many anchovies and sardines as they can in uh, and an occasional kayaker uh, as they can in one fell swoop. So what's interesting is, you know, if you read the racing rules of sail, 
uh, of sailing, uh, the object must be large enough to require you to change course substantially if you're aiming right at the largest part of it. But in our case, we have these whales that a uh, mature gray whale can be 41 feet long, weigh over 90,000 pounds, and, uh, and often they're coming at you. So our fleet that races in our beer can races out of our yacht club uh, range from Cal 25 to Pacific 38, and uh, my boat's somewhere in the middle in Newport 33. And so, uh, you know, if you think about it, the whales have a beat by length and tonnage. So, <laughs> so typically, you know, within our races, um, what we'll do is we, we usually have sharp lookouts uh, uh, for the whales to call them out by the clock system, uh, where they are around the boat, and also whether they're moving left to right, right to left, and so forth. Typically, in our area, we'll have mothers and calves. So if you see one whale, chances are another whale is going to be right next to it or nearby it. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll definitely try to alter our course to avoid it. So we're under sail. We're not motoring. Uh, a lot of people say, well, wait a minute. Can't the whales see you or hear you, or aren't they aware of your presence? And one of the best analogies I, I heard was, like, imagine a two-year-old that's eating at a table, right? They don't care where the spaghetti's flying or where the macaroni's going or where the, where the forks are going all over the table. They're really focused on this lunch-feeding activity that they're doing. So a 25-foot cow is not really going to show up on their radar, so to speak, because they're very busy in this feeding frenzy. There's sea lions, there's dozens of sea lions that are sort of herding the bait fish, the anchovies and sardines. Pelicans, terns, gulls are diving in. Um, so it's relatively easy to spot where the whales are feeding because you'll see a circle of birds going around it. And then we also have a lot of uh, whale-watching tour boat activity in the area while we're racing. So the boats themselves are obstructions, but what's really nice is a prudent skipper while we're racing will monitor not only channel 16, but they'll also monitor the race channel, and we have a whale-watching channel where all the tour boats will communicate bridge to bridge, and um, they will call. They're very cooperative, and they call out sightings, or they'll identify what the species is. So, uh, so you know, you're kind of keeping the situational awareness. You got lookouts looking for the whales. We're avoiding the whales. One nice thing about when the whales are in town is typically that is the end of the uh, crabbing season. So we don't have to worry about crab pots, which which actually are a little bit more vexing for us because they're usually kind of right on the line of where our race marks are. A couple more questions for Senior CPO Dan Garrett, Rick Tittle, and Karen Lyle with you for Sports Byline and SalesportTalk.com. My uh, dad was a, a lieutenant commander in the Navy, and the worst seasick he ever got, he was on a carrier during a typhoon. How, how about you? Uh-huh. When did you lose your sea legs uh, during your career? Well, so, interesting story. Uh, after retiring, after 23 years in the Navy, I never spent one minute on a ship or a boat. Believe it or not, I was in aircraft the entire time. So, um, and uh, these aircraft would typically, you know, when we're actively prosecuting a submarine, we'd be down 300 knots, 300 feet over the water, and I am happy to say, knock on wood, I never got air sick. So, uh, I never had issue with seasickness, I never had an uh, issue with motion sickness. Some folks did, because where we were in the plane, we were, we were way back in the middle of the plane, sitting sideways uh, with no windows and watching uh, a, a waterfall display in front of us. So I did see some folks that uh, had an issue with it, but I was not one of those, not one of those people. Well, and you also have a boat that you go out and um, take people to see the whales out there. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time you went out and... What was one of the most exciting experiences you had in, in your whale watching? Oh, wow. So um, 
we took some uh, some guests out from the Pacific Interclub Yacht Association, which is a, a an association of of over a hundred yacht clubs all throughout Northern California. And so we were hosting a delegate meeting. Uh, we took some guests out, and you know, it's it's really interesting. You want to create a realistic expectation for folks because they come down there and they go, "Oh, we're going to see whales." And I'm like, "Well, you know, some days good, some days not so good." And uh, so I was trying to be really uh, circumspect about it, like, you know, we'll see what we see, we'll get out there. And before we got to the mile marker, there were, there were spouts and flukes and, and breach feeding. And so what was really excited about that is, you know, everybody's looking around, and literally I think this is the most exciting whale watch out of, out of my years of experience sailing out of there. We had whales in front of us, whales behind us, whales to the left and whales to the right, literally. And so, and so it was very interesting for my passengers because – they're literally trying to get a picture or a video of it, and the whales would pop up on one side, and they turn that way, and then the whales would spout on the other side, and they turn back to the other side. So it was interesting, but it, it definitely requires um, an active, you know, an active helm. In that case, we weren't racing, and so we had the ability to, you know, really alter our course uh, when necessary. But it was about as close, I think, as as we've come even during the races. So we're really trying to, you know, we want to give people a good view, but there are also a lot of uh, uh, federal regulations about maintaining a, a safe and appropriate distance from the whales. And not just for the whale safety, for your safety as well. We've had stories of people who've had keels uh, bent or knocked off, rudders uh, knocked off, because, again, the whales are focused on anchovies. They don't care about you. They don't care about the kayakers. They don't care about anybody else. They're, they're really, you know, in the middle of a feeding frenzy. And, uh, and so that was pretty exciting. Uh, another time that was really interesting was um, typically the sea lions and the whales will work together to sort of, uh, you know, herd the bait fish into a ball so it makes it easier for everybody to get them. And uh, we noticed that all the sea lions were gone hanging around the mile marker, and we saw a couple of fins in the area, and, uh, you know, we thought, are those are there sharks around here? What, you know, what's going on? Where, where are the sea lions go? And we called the bridge of one of the whale ships, and they confirmed that there was a pod of orcas within the mile marker of our jetty uh, and for some strangers and all the sea lions decided to go in and hang out on the beach that day. Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've actually seen like 40 or 50 sea lions right there at the channel marker of the Bonita Channel uh, outside the Golden Gate Bridge, and, and there was yeah. an orca in, in the channel, and they, they certainly went as far away as they could get. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll clamber up on the buoy, you know. You know, like, so you'll typically have a dozen sea lions hanging around on top of the buoy, right? And, and I guess for the orcas, it's kind of like going to a drive-through fast food restaurant. They just kind of swing by the buoy, just grab something that falls off. So uh, that was pretty exciting. You know, it, it certainly gives uh, additional uh, importance to uh, focusing on not having any crew go overboard that day. Yes. Yes, and we just have a couple minutes left. Uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, people wanting to uh, get involved uh, with what you do and where we go. Oh, yeah. Um, With respect to whale watching and safety, um, there are some excellent resources uh, that are available. There's a great app called Whale Alert. I'm going to double-check the name of that. Uh, Yeah, it's called Whale Alert. So when we're cruising in the San Juan Islands or when we're down here in the Monterey Bay, uh, there's an opportunity for people to post whale sightings. So they'll have a date, uh, you know, a photograph if they got it. So that really gives you a a nice heads-up for what activity might be anticipated in your area. Um, obviously, you know, keeping an, uh, uh, an eye out on various websites, uh, the NOAA website is good, and there are, uh, uh, we actually look at the whale watching tour boat websites 
to see, you know, what kind of activity is going on in the area. And it gives you an idea before you go out what to expect. But, again, every day is different, so it depends on the weather. They, they tend to like to come closer to shore when the tides are high, uh, you know, and when the fish are there. So when we go out to the dock, we look in the water. If we see a lot of little silvery fish down there, the anchovies are starting, we know it's probably going to be a good, uh, good whale watching day. So there's a lot of resources online. Um, you will also typically find, you know, if you're sailing out of or cruising out of any of the, any of the yacht clubs or, uh, or charter areas that are near whales, they'll usually have signage telling you what the standoff distances are and uh, other information that might help you be able to watch them safely but also stay away from them. All right, there he is, Senior Chief Petty Officer Dan Garrett. Dan, as always, great stuff. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you so much. Cheers. And uh, Karen, Thanks, as Dan. always, good stuff from you, Karen, as always. Well, I'm, I'm really enjoy this Tuesday morning chat that we have with uh, each other and our guests. So it's a pleasure to be here on the show, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Sounds good. Karen Lyle, everybody, salesporttalk.com. Let's take a quick break. We'll come on back on Byline. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide 800-514-0521 800-514-0521 that's 800-514-0521 do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket then switch your car insurance and now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals we have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. 
But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, thanks for that. And the NBA season, not off to a great start for me. The Warriors lost five in a row and barely beat the Kings last night. And Steph Curry had to score 47. It was almost a one-man victory. But the Clippers, Monday night, the victory over Cleveland, nearly miraculous, 119-117. They were down by 10 with two and a half minutes left. And <laughs> there was a point where uh, the Cavaliers are up 20. The, Ca- the uh, Clippers went on a 15 to nothing run. And uh, Paul George finished with 26 and 5 and 3. But the, the thing is not so much about like, oh, what a near, near miraculous uh, comeback. It just goes to show you that in the NBA, I always say it doesn't really get interesting until the second half because it's just a slow accumulation of one, two, or three points, one, two, or three points. And you never think about that. Well, I do. But you think about that missed layup in the first quarter when you lose by one. You think about the last second shot that doesn't go down. But I'm just basically saying, as Yogi Berra once said, if there's a fork on the road, take it, and it ain't over until it's over. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Byline. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. 435 House seats, 35 senatorial chairs, and 36 gubernatorial leaders will be chosen today in America. It's report card time, and we'll find out if Democrats will continue with their exclusive power control in Washington, D.C. It's time for you to do your civic duty. The highly anticipated drawing for the record $1.9 billion Powerball jackpot was delayed Monday night. Powerball officials released a statement early Tuesday morning saying one participating lottery is still processing its sales and play data 
and that all 48 participating lotteries are required to submit their data before the winning numbers can be drawn. The numbers should be announced sometime Tuesday. Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake had a suspicious powder mailed to her office, exposing some of her staff to come in contact with it. The FBI took the substance Monday, but has failed to let anyone know what the substance is. Ms. Lake on Fox News overnight. Police showed up, the bomb squad showed up, firefighters and the FBI, and they took the envelopes. There were a couple of them, at minimum, maybe more, and we were told they took them for testing. Now, this is the first time hearing that maybe they haven't, so maybe you know more about it than I do. I've been busy campaigning, and we've just been monitoring our um, staffers' health, and so far, so good. South Florida may not come through the end of the 2022 hurricane season, which ends at the end of the month. Without a direct hit, as a rare November storm heads for the state's Atlantic coast. Hurricane Nicole increased in intensity Monday with the possibility of strong winds, rising waters, and flooding rain reaching parts of South Florida later today and for the next couple of days, as the storm is very large in size. Pennsylvania's Democratic senatorial candidate John Fetterman has filed a lawsuit against election officials Monday, demanding a change to the rules regarding undated and misdated absentee ballots. USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to? Timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. Bad news in the housing market. Tim Berg from our Phoenix Bureau explains. Consumer confidence in the housing market is hitting an all-time low. Fannie Mae's monthly survey assessing attitudes towards owning and renting a home found just 16% of Americans said now is a good time to buy. That's the lowest share of respondents since the survey started in 2011. Meanwhile, the percentage of those who say now is a good time to sell fell from 59% to 51% in October. 37% of respondents said they expect prices to drop over the next year. The survey comes as high home prices and mortgage rates fuel affordability concerns. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. North Korea has flat out denied American claims that it's shipping artillery shells and ammunition to Russia for its use in its war against Ukraine and accused the United States of lying. The United States has accused North Korea, one of the most weaponized countries in the world, of supplying Soviet-era artillery shells to replenish Russian stockpiles. The Cygnus cargo spacecraft has run into some trouble on its way to the International Space Station as one of its two solar arrays failed to deploy. Northrop Grumman's Cygnus spacecraft had an early launch on Monday from Virginia's Space Mid-Atlantic Regional Spaceport. Officials believe it will reach the ISS on Wednesday with 8,200 pounds of cargo. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. 
happen. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Hour two underway. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Great to have you with us, wherever you are listening. And remember, the toll-free line works all over the North American continent. 1-800-878-PLAY. Don't write it down. Dial it up. 1-800-878-PLAY. Play is 7529. We're also on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app, twitch.tv, Around the world on the American Forces Radio Network, 500 outlets, 177 countries, ships at sea. If you're in the military, it's great to uh, have you with us, as it was just talking to Senior Chief Petty Officer Dan Garrett in the uh, previous segment. I come from a military family. I think most of us do. But even if you don't, I think we appreciate all of you and what you do out there listening on American Forces. Sportsbyline.com, the website, streaming along there. Click Listen Live. Any emails you want to write me, go to rick at sportsbyline.com. And uh, also, social media-wise, the Twitter is at Rick Tittle, as I enunciate my T's there. And Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle on the Facebook page. On uh, your television set, oh, we're not done. CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network, channel 2, your cable provider, 35 million homes. And uh, also... Tiddling Sports with Rick Tittle is the Facebook fan page uh, as well. Uh, as I mentioned, um, coming up in the uh, next segment, we will have uh, Dick Gould in studio. He has a new book called Anatomy of a Champion, Building and Sustaining Success in Sport, Business, and Life from Waterside Productions, which is out now. And uh, Dick Gould was the uh, men's tennis coach at Stanford for some 40 years and put out 50 All-Americans, 17 NCAA Men's Championships, Johnny Mack, and uh, more. And um, I haven't seen Dick in a long time. It'll be good to uh, have him in studio here coming up after a uh, 
a quick break uh, as well. Remember, you can always uh, uh, chime in on the um, the apps as well. As I said, uh, tune in and uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and uh, Twitch.tv. Search for SportsByline.com. We'll put the uh, cameras uh, over there as well. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come on back in studio with Dick Gould. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the Pack Rat family. Call Pack Rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, Pack Rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better. But it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Couldn't get any better. But it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. 
All right. Uh, thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle, uh, Around the World on American Forces Radio Network, as well as the network. It's our pleasure to welcome in studio, and you can see him on the Twitch.tv cameras, the legendary tennis coach of Stanford, Dick Gould, and he has a brand new book from Waterside Productions called Anatomy of a Champion, Building and Sustaining Success in Sports, Business, and Life. And Dick, in your intro in the last segment, I talked about all your accomplishments. How do, how do you sort of start a project like this when you've got all this stuff in your head and all those players in your head? <laughs> well, players don't forget. I, it was an interesting thing for me. I didn't really start out to write a book necessarily. Uh, a very good friend of mine who was a fellow in Silicon Valley who started a couple of companies there. The latest was Maxim Integrated Circuits, chip maker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame at UCLA. And in other words, he knows athletics and a great competitor in every way. And I would pass him on the way to my office at the tennis courts at Stanford in the mornings and is he working out in, out in the field before he went to the office. And one day he asked me, we probably won about 10 championships at the time, and he asked me, Dick, how do you win so many championships? I looked at him right and I said, Jack, I have the best players. Mm-hmm. And he looked back at me and he said, you know, I, uh, it's not that simple. You know, a lot of people have really good players and they don't win that much. Mm-hmm. And... And I, that really hit me hard because I didn't have any any other answer. And that kind of sat me for a while. We won a few more championships. I retired maybe 10 years later or so. And, and then I worked, went to work as a director of tennis. And that was more an administrative position, fundraising and, and innovations, things like that. And and that was interesting. And, and right at the end of that tenure, a Baylor coach, a guy named Matt Canole, uh, asked me, he said, how many times were you in the finals of the NCAAs? And I said, geez, I don't know. And he said, how many times you win? I told him 17, and my team's won. And he said, interesting, I wonder how many times you're in the finals. So I went home, looked it up, and we were in the finals all but two of those times. Wow. And, uh, we, excuse me, we won all but two of those finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, 17 out of 19. Wow. And so that hit me pretty hard and made me think a little bit. And just when I retired... I said, you know, I have 200 guys who I've stayed in touch with on my teams that played for me who are still alive, and I stayed in touch with all of them. I said, you know, I'm going to write them a, a note, email, and see how many guys respond and what, how they can answer this question for me that Jack asked and Matt asked. Hmm. So I made a list of 20 questions of things like, did we have a culture? Uh, did we have, uh, what, what's the importance of trust? How do you deal with egos? And just to get their feeling as players, how they felt they were being managed or led, if you wish. Mm-hmm. And I had 83%, 166 of those 200 responded. And it took a good two hours to respond well, and, and almost all of them did respond in, in entirety. Wow. And, and then it took me a couple of years to organize all of those things and, and put them questions into chapters that, had different titles, perhaps, or whatever, and make the quotes that I used flow. And the book is really written by the players. And it turns out to be, Rick, more of a, a management and leadership book, uh, just by, by chance than anything else. I, I, uh, and it's different because I don't presume to know how it's done. I, just, uh, I was going by the seat of my pants when I came into Stanford as coach, a young guy in mm-hmm. my 20s, and I felt we could win at Stanford. And People were laughing at me for saying that, and, and uh, 
did. I really believe we could, but I just kind of did things and and made a lot of mistakes along the way, things I would do differently if I had a second chance at it. But I learned a lot, and, and uh, yet I still would not be presumptuous to say, here's a book with the 10 keys to winning or five keys to leadership. And so it was really nice to get my player's perspective over a 40-year period. And it amazed me, other than the 60s, late 60s, when Vietnam and Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy, all the stuff was happening in a world of time, uh, it really impressed me how the answer stayed the same hmm. throughout the next 40 years. And, and, and they all picked out things that I guess you could almost call them secret sauces. I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't say it in that term, but there were a lot of different ones. But the answers to that particular question I asked were pretty much the same vent all the way through. And so there was something we were doing, although I never wrote it down in my mind. And it was an interesting experience for me. I, I, I'm really glad I did it. It took about five years to get this book out, uh, get the questions organized, and then I was doing it. Be, I have a job uh, working for a nonprofit on concussion education now. Mm-hmm. So that's my full-time job, and, and uh, I could work on the book only on weekends and on uh, vacations, much my wife's chagrin. But it finally got done during the last year with COVID. I had a more chance to really zero in on it mm-hmm. together. And I, I think the it's turned out to be a really nice product, and it's a little bit different. It's, it's really written by my players, and I think that's what makes it unique. It's, it's not my memoir. It's not a book on Stanford tennis. It, it could be any sport. It could be any athlete. It might not even be an athlete. That's um, just something that, that has a lot of principles that, that I think are important to live by. Certainly, uh, your Armed Forces Network work, there are things that are drilled into them. Uh, the response from people in the military have been, has been really, really good. Hmm. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's interesting to see how it evolved. So the the common thread wasn't so much, you know, you're not fast enough to serve in volley or, you know, don't use two hands on your backhand. It was more your management skills, your delegation, the the motivation, as you said, culture. It was the, the mindset that you had your players in, building their confidence. Was it more of that than just the tactical X's and O's of teaching the game? Yes, Rick, no question. And it, that really surprised me. I didn't know how I was going to shape up or turn out. But uh, almost all of these secret sauces, so to speak, are related to this kind of thing that you mentioned, mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, the grip on a forehand mm-hmm. or what I did with body rotation or this kind of thing. Do you think that kind of man management is innate or do you think you had to learn it? <laughs> it's really funny. I, I, did, I, I didn't want to play tennis, first of all. I grew up on a farm and... Uh, I'm not going to go downtown where there's all the oil drillers' kids are and where all the uh, farm boys are, my buddies, in little white tennis shorts, and they all have boots and Levi's on. And <laughs> So I didn't want to play tennis, but my mom said that, uh, well, you're going to have a tennis lesson. I, When do you want to take it? And I said, I'm not going to take a tennis lesson. And she said, uh, well, yeah, you are. Do you want to ride your horse this summer? <laughs> and so I said, I'll, tell you, I'll try a tennis lesson. That was a compromise. Uh-huh. And I go to take this lesson, and the guy is a really dynamic teacher. There are a couple of twins in the lesson before mine, his little hot pants and a halter top. And I thought that <laughs> that showed me something the game had to offer right there. And <laughs> I get in a court, and the, and the guy really picked up the fact I didn't want to be there. He, uh, uh, 
he made everything I did related to another sport. Um, you step in the punch like Rocky Marciano steps in the step in the head like Rocky Marciano steps in the punch. Mm-hmm. You uh, watch the ball like Ralph Kiner, who was his future son-in-law. Wow. Watches the ball come out of the pitcher's hand. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, when it was a sissy sport, it made sense and it was a challenge. And I just loved the feel of the ball and the racket. Mm-hmm. Was and it like a T.A. Davis with the wingnut frame and all that? <laughs> pretty pretty close. It was certainly a wood racket and <laughs> everything was then. It wasn't a T.A. Davis. It was a Jack Kramer autograph. But gotcha. they were the two rackets of the day without a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, we need to go to a break. We're going to come back. we got more time with Dick Gould, and he's got the uh, new book, Anatomy of a Champion. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. a book, you can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 that's 800-485-6003 Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. 
Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. We all have our idiosyncrasies. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. I don't know what that's all about. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you uh, coast to coast around the world on AFN. The book is Anatomy of a Champion, Building and Sustaining Success in Sports, Business and Life from Waterside Productions, written by the great tennis coach Dick Gould, who remains in the studio with us. And we were just talking during uh, the break and uh, you mentioned Carol Williams, who was the head coach in basketball at Santa Clara, who I was, uh, um, I guess, tutored by in a basketball camp in 1979. And you're buddies with him, huh? Well, we go back. We're coaching in about the same time. And, and uh, had, actually, at dinner a couple weeks ago, really, really good to see him again. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So, so the coaching world's small. I mean, yeah. You get to know a lot of guys. I mean, John Ralston and myself. Uh, had a great relationship. Bill Walsh, I had the good fortune to work with. Just had dinner with his wife uh, mm. uh, about three or four weeks ago. And just really, uh, just some great people in sport mm. in general. I was so happy for Dusty Baker. Yeah. My God, everyone's just excited about That's that. That's the one good thing about the Astros winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Well, he, he's, everyone likes <laughs> Dusty at least. And uh, it was a great move by, by them to hire him. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Jack Elway? Did you ever have a pop with him? <laughs> Cactus Jack. <laughs> well, Jack Curtis. That was Jack Curtis. Jack Elway. Jack Elway, the football yeah. coach. And then... Um, well, you know, it's interesting because uh, I coached with Jim Harbaugh. That's what I was going to ask, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and then I coached with uh, his dad. For that, I coached with Jim Mora's dad. Wow. Coached with Bill Walsh. Yeah. I coached with uh, tennis, of course, but we were all pretty close. It was a much mm-hmm. smaller department. Then. Dennis Green, you go fishing with him? Uh, Dennis... Uh, yeah, he was a fisherman. I want to ask about Walt Willis, Harris Willis and Willis Buddy Tevens. <laughs> I talked to Buddy about a month ago. Did you really? yeah. Well, I'm in the concussion business. He's done oh, a lot of work yeah. in cutting out contact and tackling drills in early season, preseason. So he's actually a leader in that field. And, and they, when he did that, they had their most successful seasons mm-hmm. and their best tackling percentages when they cut out a lot of contact, mm-hmm. tackling contact. Coach Willingham, too? Yeah. Know him well. Sure. The golfer. Ty, oh, he's a golfer. <laughs> he's teaching it actually a little bit. Um, you talk about, uh, let's just go with that a minute, the concussion study. I had Bennett, um, Dr. Bennett Amalo on my show twice. Yes. He was the guy from the movie. Um, I played D2 football. I 
I don't know how many times I had a concussion, two for sure, uh, the ground was spinning. And I just, in the 70s and 80s, you kind of just, you didn't want to be with the walking wounded, so you put your helmet on and you went back out. Um, I remember doing a show with Bill Romanowski, uh, and he said that he probably had at least 50 undocumented concussions, he thought. So it's still kind of the Wild West, and the, the, every brain is a little bit different and how it bounces around in your skull. What, anything new on that front, what you guys are doing? You know, we, we don't do the science on it. We take the science out there and we put it into attractive and compelling education video, a couple of videos, and a website with 4,000 interviews. Uh, people 4,000? concussions in wow. 40 different sport activities, not it all sports. can bring me either. in on part two. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but it's an interesting thing. And, and uh, I think the attention it's getting now is really has really caused a lot of good things. The Concussion Legacy Foundation, Chris Nowinski, a Harvard guy, and... and WWE wrestler mm-hmm. uh, founded that about ten years ago, and it's really taking off now. And about three weeks ago, there was a study come out came out that really uh, had a lot a lot to say about repeated concussions leading directly to CTE. And that's the first time there's been a study that's shown that effect that's been published. That was uh, a, a real real credible study. So that's that's a big thing right now. And you wonder the poor NCAA sitting there, a lawsuit upon lawsuit on its docket. And if one of those gets uh, gets into the court and uh, with this new reading, it might, uh, this new study, it might, then if the reading verdict goes against the NCAA, then there's a 10 more just waiting backed up for trial. Hmm. So it's, and that's just the NCAA. Think about the NFL. And our first partner, we have 24 partners with uh, our our company called nonprofits called Teach Aids, and our product's called Crash Course, and it's education for uh, compelling education for students and parents and, and coaches, including some certification. And we range from British Taekwondo to uh, uh, Canadian women's uh, 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 Canadian women's lacrosse mm-hmm. to uh, all all kinds of twenty four sports partners in the uh, U.S. Olympic Committee. And they want it because they got to check the box that box they provide it. Sure. And yet uh, it fiddles down to from youth soccer. Uh, U.S. soccer goes down to AYSO. It goes down to the mom and pop coaches who don't know about it. And I think that the biggest thing is people to answer your question are knowing more about it now. And the kids understand that we have to make it a point without scaring them from playing that it's okay. I mean, concussions are part of a game, almost any sport. Our first partner in the U.S. Uh, Olympic Committee was synchronized swimming, believe it or not, with the pyramids, people going up, wow. shooting out of the water and falling, hitting their head or an elbow, hmm. uh, hitting their head, something like that. Uh, but very few sports are exempt, except ironically, maybe tennis pretty much. <laughs> but uh, I think as it gets accepted more and more, that it is a problem, uh, and it can be dealt with if you come mm-hmm. out of the game uh, and get fully recovered, which can be anywhere from two to four weeks, a little longer, uh, up to four weeks, maybe for some females that we take a little longer to heal than males generally we're finding out. Um, if you come out of the game, your chances for a recovery are good. You might get concussed again. But I have a daughter who didn't play sports. She's had six concussions, your granddaughter. Jeez, and hitting her head on a wall, and then, get, then you get a little easier. It's easier to get concussed the second time and the sure. third time and so on. And so it's an interesting thing, but I think we're getting there. What do you think, just leading into the the new era of mental health? Because 
You come from uh, an era, and, and my era wasn't as tough as yours, but it was still quit complaining, rub some dirt in it, don't be a sissy. Everyone else is doing it, so just go deal with it. And then now it's, no, be aware of your mental health. And now when you say, look, I, I need a mental health day, I can't do it, you're almost like uh, rewarded or lauded, lionized by saying, see, this person gets it. So where are we between the pendulum of completely ignoring mental health and then maybe being too focused on it and having it be an easy out? Yeah, that's that's a great question, Rick. I think uh, you mentioned mental health in particular, and, and that uh, can be a really big byproduct of people with CTE mm-hmm. or with concussions. You, you get uh, a lot of things you can't do as well. You may have trouble vision-wise, balance-wise, uh, headaches for a, a number of months after a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you avoid getting one, going back in a game and getting one right away, again, that, that can be very dangerous. Uh, or before you're fully recovered after a couple of weeks even going back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mental health, uh, uh, not feeling right, uh, getting down to yourself, especially so many of these people who have CTE have committed suicide, frankly, uh, in the service, uh, yeah. the armed services. Is Horrible numbers. Incredible. And... Uh, and they work with the Department of Defense, works a lot with Insulia uh, as a partner. And they spent $102 million between them on hmm. uh, concussion studies. And they're coming out with a lot of interesting facts. Um, but, you know, you look at uh, the service academies. They require boxing. Well, maybe Do they still? Are, maybe there are others. Uh, the <laughs> Army does. Military Academy, I think. I had the did. superintendent of West Point. I always go to Army-Navy every year. No, really? i got to bring that up next month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because there are other ways to to show toughness and so on. And mm-hmm. it's not so much a badge of courage to uh, to stay in the game. And, and, uh, and now people are... I think the mental health thing is really, really big, and a lot of the lawsuits are based on someone uh, taking their life or something after the fact because of uh, Junior Sal is a good example. Um, and it's really sad to see this happen. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a fine line. And, and it's not just it's not just those that are caused by concussion, but mental health in general. And I think the welfare of the athlete is, is, a, is a proper topic. But, of course... <laughs> If, if you're in a foxhole and someone's coming at you and you have a concussion, you're not going to lay down your rifle and say, I have a concussion, I can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> so there are certain things you do. And, and, yeah, uh, that's a good but, line. But, but uh, we also, I think we're getting better at recognizing there are factors that can help a person if we recognize them to an extent and help them through it. And uh, you're about as, we've got to break here in a minute, but you're about as Stanford as it comes. I mean, all the time you spent there, your father played for Pop Warner, your mom went there. Um, just, is, is anybody more Stanford than you that you can, <laughs> you can think of? Well, uh, there's a lot of red, a lot of Cardinal red in my body, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you there, they were the Indians, right? Yeah, we were the Indians at the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, it's it's been a great ride there as a student and and as a coach. I remember I worked uh, at the World Cup there in '94. Yeah. I worked in the big tent in the media center next door, and a couple days, um, I think it was about a week before our first game against uh, Brazil and Cameroon. Stanford built this enormous stage in the middle of the field for the graduation, <laughs> and we said, "You're going to kill the grass. Can you move it?" And they're like, "No." And so the day before the game, we got cans of green spray paint, and we 
sprayed it in. And then, of course, after that big game, they had the uh, wrecking balls. Remember that? Everyone yeah. left the stadium, and they immediately started tearing down <laughs> the stands. I, I stayed there. I didn't believe it was going to happen. The Bulls came right away. Yeah, but it's beautiful. I, I love that. I mean, it's too bad we don't have the, the the fans coming out to both Cal and Stanford, but it's a beautiful stadium now. You, even when you're ordering food, you can still see the game. I think it's great. Oh, they did a great job with that. I think uh, John Ariaga had a lot to do with that, mm. the late John Ariaga and... Bill Walsh was our intermediate time, and of course he helped shepherd it and was uh, uh, at his own suggestions on it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with uh, Dick Gould, Anatomy of a Champion, his new book. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second. like watching my grandson steal second mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever chills or other signs of infection liver or kidney problems are or plan to become pregnant or are breastfeeding common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts infections tiredness nausea sore mouth abnormalities in liver blood tests diarrhea hair thinning or loss vomiting rash and loss of appetite no offense but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror how would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets it's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, Call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. Tittle is a majestic stallion. Thank you, and welcome back to the show. Anatomy of a Champion, it is the book written by our in-studio guest, Dick Gould, the longtime, highly successful tennis coach at Stanford University. And uh, we were talking, we didn't hear it, but we just heard a little rejoiner from uh, uh, John McEnroe, uh, obviously your most famous player. Just one year there, right? Yeah, John came in uh, after he reached the semifinals of Wimbledon. I was surprised he actually... <laughs> followed through and showed up. Uh, he came, and, and ironically, I didn't go make a home visit for that recruiting trip. Uh, he didn't visit the campus. Wow. He How was, much was his dad in your ear? Uh, well, his dad, his parents aren't tennis parents at all. Okay. Uh, contrary to what people might believe. Because mm-hmm. um, he was his manager, I know, forever. Yeah, well, he's yeah. an attorney, yeah. and that was easy for a while. And mm-hmm. But, but he, they lived near a tennis academy, and his dad just sent him there, and mom sent him there to get him off their hands and just for a normal kid activity. Mm-hmm. And he really liked the game and really kept with it. So he came in, well, yeah, you mentioned the, the Wimbledon semifinal. He comes in at, what, 18 years old, mm-hmm. wins the NCAA. And at that point, do you say, stay here and get a degree? <laughs> or you're like, look, you're, you're too good for college. You need to get back out on that because you're one of the top five players in the world. Well, first of all, I was surprised he even came in uh, after he did so well because it wasn't just Wimbledon. Uh, he did well throughout the summer, played every week, and he did well enough to certainly go out and play pro, but he promised his folks he's going to go to college for a year. Mm-hmm. I I tried to talk one guy out of turning pro. My first really top player was Roscoe Tanner. Yeah. and Big, strong guy. Lost in five sets in the Wimbledon finals to yeah. Borg. Great serve, that guy. Big serve. And he came to stand for the idea that we weren't that good when we started out and that he was going to help turn this thing around and wanted to be the guy who kind of led the charge, at least my recruiting pitch, which he bought into. Mm-hmm. And um, and and he lost. He was in his NCAA finals twice as a freshman and sophomore mm-hmm. and the semifinals as a junior. And we just missed winning the championship as a team my sixth year. And the next year we had everyone back and a couple more good guys coming in and were a, a shoe-in to be the heavy favorite. At the NCAA championship, his dad said uh, – Coach, uh, we want to take you out for lunch. I'm going, uh-oh, the tournament is just finished and <laughs> before you go home. And so I said, okay, yeah, sure. And so we mm-hmm. did, and and they decided that it was time to turn pro. The agents were all over these guys then trying to get the next big American hope and sign them first before someone else did. Sure. And uh, so Roscoe told me he wasn't coming back, and I, just, I thought, oh, God, here we go. There goes my chance. <laughs> um, and then America, I was a 
huge tennis fan, and I was the number one guy at my high school uh, back in the 80s, and I used to get a lot of guff because I was the quarterback, but I was also a tennis player, and so a lot of my football friends were like, you know, you're playing that sissy sport, and I used to say, you're just jealous because you can't play. Um, but I grew up with lessons, and I love tennis, and I play with my brothers, and the panache of that time of just, you know, Eli Nastasi, and then you've got the Lithuanian lion, Vitas Gerolitis, and just all the characters, Connors, McEnroe, Borg, Borg retiring at 26, all these things. And, I, I you know, it just seemed like every 4th of July there was going to be a man, an American man and an American woman in the Wimbledon finals. Uh, everybody was going to Boletari and coming up through the ranks. Are, are we going to get that back, do you think? Or is it being taken over by... Eastern Europe and Spain and France at this point. Well, there's so much money, Rick, in the game right now that it's one of the sports that people can escape uh, from and excel at. Mm -hmm. Uh, Soccer, of course, being the big one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now women's soccer internationally. But but tennis will still be very, very big that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it's not so much the American tennis. We're not doing anything different in terms of training. Uh, And if we try different things as well, we've tried to keep up by adopting other systems and Spanish system, the French system, et cetera, et cetera, including our own, right? But uh, and the academies, but but for some reason we're not turning. The other players are caught up with us, and a lot of players from a lot of countries are being represented now, doing really well, which is great for the sport, frankly. Brian Brothers, you think about the doubles. I love playing doubles. I love it when you can extend the court and everything. Well, and, and their enthusiasm is infectious. Rick, you, you mentioned uh, growing up and playing football, and I. You know, a quarterback or receiver, you have the softer hands, and, and as a coach, I would look for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortstop in baseball, as an example, same thing. Mm-hmm. The soft very hands smooth. are very, yeah, yeah. It's very, really important. It brings up to when I was coaching, I got to Stanford, and I was teaching at a local high school. It wasn't inner city, but it was on, uh, it was not in a, a country club area at all. And I was assigned to coach uh, JV football as well as tennis mm-hmm. as my two sports that I had. Mm-hmm. while I was teaching school. And, and so this is where I'm just kind of find myself as a coach and figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And I, I knew I was going to be a teacher then and stay in coaching. Mm-hmm. I had my football team lined up, and, and I had mostly uh, freshmen and sophomores, four-year high school on this JV team. And that's just when you're getting your growth. Not all kids. Sure. Some kids are still really small. Some are much bigger. Right. Uh, and these, are all, these kids are all on the same team. And and it was not very much fun at practice when you've uh, such size differences. And I don't know how many how many kids really grow up loving contact. I think you learn to appreciate contact. Yeah. And so my job was to get them used to to contact, and yet keep them as safe as I could. And I was the only coach of the JV team, so we had twenty five kids out there all lined up, and we had little uh, tackling drills. Uh, you and I would stand as a tackler and the, to be tackled. Mm-hmm. Uh, about eight or nine yards apart, and I'd, I'd blow my whistle, and and Joe would run at John and uh, tackle him, and the next two guys would come in and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, Eddie Matias, long hair coming out the back of his helmet, uh, Eddie lines up. He ran like crazy the first two steps, and just before contact, he slipped and fell to his left. And I have my whistle on, I blow it. And I go, Eddie, get off your ass, do it again. Whistle blue, there you go. This time he's slipping and fall to the right. Eddie, let's get up and do it again. 
whistle goes, runs, he falls back in his butt, looking up at the sky. I lean over, run over to him. I'm about two inches from his face, yelling and screaming at him every swear word I can think of, Rick. And and uh, he just sits and let me vent, and all of a sudden I have nothing more to say. I, I ran out of words to say. And I stop and stand up and look around. My team's looking there just like I'm crazy. And Eddie sits there, lies there for a minute, and waves at me with his middle finger and says, you, Mr. Gould, <laughs> and yells it out. The team looks at each other, and they start to laugh. And I, I, all of a sudden, I start laughing. And I realize that right then and there, a really important lesson in my coaching, that I can't be something I'm not. If I thought Vince Lombardi was a tough guy or this is how he did toughness, mm-hmm. that was not my style. Mm-hmm. I had to be my own way, and I think that was really important. As I came out time and again in writing this book, you know, there's, there's no one way to lead people. Uh, there are everyone's his own person, has his own values. And how he, he or she expresses those things are, uh, it has that person has to be true to himself or herself mm-hmm. and can't be phony because you can't lead if you're judged as a phony. So right away, I, I learned one of my most important lessons. That's a, it's a great lesson. I also coached for three years in my alma mater, Salesian, huh? guys that age. And I realized just from playing for so many coaches, I think I raised my voice twice in three years. But when I did, everyone got scared well that was exactly what happened to me and yeah. we didn't have rules on my teams all those years and mm-hmm. and uh but if if i felt they crossed the line my 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 line was don't do anything to embarrass yourself your teammates your school or your family right well the, the coaches who yell all the time they get tuned out exactly right? exactly so for you what were some of the things let's say you got and and you got to the point where everyone wanted to play for Dick Gould, everyone wanted to be a Stanford Cardinal. It's the best program in the nation. How did I miss you, Rick? <laughs> you know, it's funny. My tennis coach, when I told him I was going to play college football, he said, it's such a shame that I chose that instead of tennis. And I was the MVP of my high school, but I didn't. And I was in the USTA, and I'd play all these little tourneys and stuff. But honestly, I wasn't fantastic. Well, I had no one on my high school tennis team at, at Mountain View High School. No one played tennis. No one belonged to a club or anything. Wow. So I, I enticed my football team into coming to tennis tryouts, and they'd never played before. And my <laughs> team was composed of my football players, and they become, became pretty good, actually, in a couple good. of years. Good. Well, that's great. Um, what, also, I, well, anyway, just to finish this up, what were some of the things a hotshot freshman comes in, he's already been coached, you know, maybe like Agassiz, Connors has been flown in to hit with him, whatever. Like someone comes to you. What, what are some of the first things you tell the young tennis player about his or her game, maybe? Well, if, if someone, if someone I, I usually would try to talk to the coach uh, before the kid came in, no matter how, if there's any chance the kid was going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would talk to the coach. I'd find out what the coach had been working with him on or uh, what the coach felt he needed most to work on what approaches seemed to be best for him, at least for that coach. So I'd have a little bit of a clue ahead of time what to expect. Of course, I'd seen most of these players play at some point along the way, so I was familiar with them too. And guys on my team had played against them. They had their own thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And I think as a coach, that's really important. You can learn from everybody, your own players, their parents, their coaches. And uh coaches kind of silly not to take advantage of that resource and experiences they've had. Um did so you ever I, have a tent? Not to interrupt. You ever have a tantrum? A tantrum which cost a point, a game, a match for your team, like breaking a racket or hitting the yeah, ball out of the court. Uh, never a match, but uh, 
Mac Mac was Johnny Mac as an example had a really fiery personality. You don't say. And no, <laughs> in college he was really good. And, and he was. But as the year went on, he mm. became. I gave him the fall off first of all, mm-hmm. uh, because he had played so much in the summer. He was not a practice player in terms of repetition. Uh, most of us as coaches and teachers think repetition, repetition, and over and over and over again becomes second nature to do under pressure. Well, John would go to sleep that way. He, could, he wouldn't do that. I knew that. So uh, I gave him the fall off under the pretense that he's been playing all along. The rest of the team bought into that. And uh, I didn't see him really till January. And so that was a savior. And he started out pretty fresh. And... And as the season went on, he wasn't far and away the best player in college tennis. Uh, UCLA had a great player who he'd always struggled with. Uh, uh, Elliot Telcher, uh, Brian Gott- Larry Gottfried from UCLA was really, really good, and he was ne- nemesis of his. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of good college tennis players at the time. He wasn't a shoe in to win the Nationals, but he wanted to so badly. He knew he was going to turn pro, and, and it, he put a lot of pressure on himself. And finally, the last match of our season, we're playing Pepperdine, and he's playing a really good uh, South African player named Eddie Edwards, one of the nicest guys you've ever met, but Mac went off off on him. Hmm. And I still don't know this day what caused that, and I just decided at the time not just to get through the match, and and, uh, we're going to the Nationals, and that'll be a little bit Hmm. different. Do you still talk to John? Uh, Well, John did the forward of my book. Oh, okay. I'm most thankful for No, we're, we're, we're good friends, but I did have a decision to make at the Nationals. Uh, John was really uptight there. Our linesmen in those days were not professionals. They weren't paid. They were the math teacher at University <laughs> of Georgia who had lunchtime tennis. The local club guy who came wow. out and played in the courts at Georgia once in a while. And they just recruited people like that as linesmen. And um, so there was a lot of discrepancy in the abilities of people to call lines. And John took off on that right away. I could, I could only imagine somebody yelling footfall when he was not even close. Like well, what he would do. No, and John John had trouble, and, and we'll get back to it. We will get back. We'll take a quick break. we still got a couple minutes left with Dick Gould. Come on back. own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. 
But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Uh, What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. All right, wrapping up a uh, thoroughly enjoyable hour with Dick Gould in studio. The book, once again, Anatomy of a Champion, Building and Sustaining Success in Sports, Business, and Life, available from Waterside Productions. And I love this hat on the, the cover here. How long did you rock that kind of little baby fedora? Uh, I did that for a while. That's, that's, a, that's about 50-year-old, that picture. I'm talking to one of my guys, Nick Salviano, when that picture was taken. He's in the part with his cut out. Uh huh. So, um, we, as I say, we just have about a, a minute. What do you want people to, to come away with? Because you said it's not just for athletes. No, no, absolutely not. I think the epigraph of the book kind of sums it up. It turned out to really be uh, the epigraph is basically coaching in any arena is a sacred responsibility. And that goes so far beyond athletic coaching. Uh, think of it your kids, you're coaching them every day in your business, the people you work with. You're leading or coaching them by example. At worst, every day you're with them. Uh, the nonprofits you're volunteering for, the groups you're with, the social groups, you're always coaching. And uh, I happen to work at a college age level, which is a great age. But it, we all coach. And this book is not written so much by me. These players answer these questions. And the book, is 90, 90%, uh, 50% of the print is players' quotes mm-hmm. on these topics. And it's really interesting to see how these guys were world champions and number ones in the world in singles or doubles mostly, uh, how much they, what things were important to them and what they really got out of their experiences, things I wouldn't think about. So in most cases, it wasn't the forehand or backhand. 
it was something that they learned through competition. Fantastic stuff. He is the John Wooden of college tennis. It's Dick Gold. Dick, can't thank you enough for coming in. Rick, my pleasure. Really good to see you again. Keep up the great work, and uh, i get you out on the court after all one of these days. Yeah, I would love to go out there and hit. Amazon.com. <laughs> Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Anatomy of a champion. Come on back. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. 435 House seats, 35 senatorial chairs, and 36 gubernatorial leaders will be chosen today in America. It's report card time, and we'll find out if Democrats will continue with their exclusive power control in Washington, D.C. It's time for you to do your civic duty. The highly anticipated drawing for the record $1.9 billion Powerball jackpot was delayed Monday night. Powerball officials released a statement early Tuesday morning saying one participating lottery is still processing its sales and play data and that all 48 participating lotteries are required to submit their data before the winning numbers can be drawn. The numbers should be announced sometime Tuesday. Arizona GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake had a suspicious powder mailed to her office exposing some of her staff to come in contact with it. The FBI took the substance Monday but has failed to let anyone know what the substance is. Ms. Lake on Fox News overnight. Police showed up, the bomb squad showed up, firefighters and the FBI, and they took the envelopes. There were a couple of them, at minimum, maybe more, and we were told they took them for testing. Now, this is the first time hearing that maybe they haven't, so maybe you know more about it than I do. I've been busy campaigning, and we've just been monitoring our um, staffers' health, and so far, so good. South Florida may not come through the end of the 2022 hurricane season, which ends at the end of the month. Without a direct hit, as a rare November storm heads for the state's Atlantic coast. Hurricane Nicole increased in intensity Monday with the possibility of strong winds, rising waters, and flooding rain reaching parts of South Florida later today and for the next couple of days, as the storm is very large in size. Pennsylvania's Democratic senatorial candidate John Fetterman has filed a lawsuit against election officials Monday demanding a change to the rules regarding undated and misdated absentee ballots. USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to? Timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. 
Bad news in the housing market. Tim Berg from our Phoenix Bureau explains. Consumer confidence in the housing market is hitting an all-time low. Fannie Mae's monthly survey assessing attitudes towards owning and renting a home found just 16% of Americans said now is a good time to buy. That's the lowest share of respondents since the survey started in 2011. Meanwhile, the percentage of those who say now is a good time to sell fell from 59% to 51% in October. 37% of respondents said they expect prices to drop over the next year. The survey comes as high home prices and mortgage rates fuel affordability concerns. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. North Korea has flat out denied American claims that it's shipping artillery shells and ammunition to Russia for its use in its war against Ukraine and accused the United States of lying. The United States has accused North Korea, one of the most weaponized countries in the world, of supplying Soviet-era artillery shells to replenish Russian stockpiles. The Cygnus cargo spacecraft has run into some trouble on its way to the International Space Station as one of its two solar arrays failed to deploy. Northrop Grumman's Cygnus spacecraft had an early launch on Monday from Virginia's Space Mid-Atlantic Regional Spaceport. Officials believe it will reach the ISS on Wednesday with 8,200 pounds of cargo. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, welcome back to the uh, show. And, uh, you know, I do these shows just about every day outside of Saturdays. Is a Saturday. And um, they're mostly forgettable. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but it's just like you'll go to a restaurant, have a great meal. It's not going to remember it forever. 
That one, uh, I'm not going to forget that. An hour with Dick Gould. And um, I also think about, as I toot my own horn, how many people could do a talk tennis for an hour. I just, I've always loved tennis. I really do. And I'm not as into it as I used to be because there's just not the cast of characters. I mean, you could talk about the last five Wimbledon finalists in men and women, especially the women. Tal Gechiko, Ding Dongason, and Andreevna Fushklinsky. What? I know. I, that's how bad I am. That's not their fault. That's my fault that I should know these things. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, we just need a little Johnny Mac. Johnny Mac. But I think that's pretty cool that he emailed and he said, what was it about me? And they said, well, you did this, this, and this. And that's that's pretty cool when you think about it. But, yeah, and of course he coached so many All-Americans that you never heard of uh, as well. Um, you know, Scott Davis and Jeff Tarango. Jeff Tarango was on the circuit for a while. Paul Goldstein, Peter Renner, David Witten, uh, Tim Mayotte. Do you remember Tim Mayotte? Does that name ring a bell uh, at all? And um, Dick Gould said that uh, he would sleep during practice. I probably should have brought that up (laughs) with Tim Mayotte. Uh, Anyway, we have another hour to go. We're going to talk a little golf. Yeah, tennis and golf. We're bringing in all the big ratings. Uh, We're going to talk with uh, Simon Holden uh, on the other side. And uh, then, of course, we're going to bring in uh, the uh, lovely and uh, talented Sarah Hester Ross. She will join us as well. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. Hi, this is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. That's not a rumor. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yep. And I can actually ship there, right? We have UPS right here in store. Huh. What will Staples think of next? <laughs> 
right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what, what, what will they think of next? Staples has all your shipping supplies and UPS service in store. And right now, get 25% off UPS Express shipping services. Staples, the best kept secret in shipping. And 1231, valid only in Staples U.S. stores. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the uh, show, Rick Tittle, with you coast to coast and around the border on the American Forces Radio Network. It's time to check in with one of our friends over at AgainstTheNumber.com. They are a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. Now, for full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist-specific packages, their prices are reasonable, their tracking and distribution process is simple, and their results are real. Always great to head over to jolly old Blighty with our friend Simon Holden as we start uh, getting ready to talk a little golf uh, as well. The Houston Open, is that what's uh, forefront on your mind today, my friend? very much rick great to speak to you on this election day how exciting for me to share this moment with you by the way what the hell happened you got you got more prime ministers and kings and queens than we've had in 50 years well we a very different system here you you (laughs) decide to wait four years so you can get stuck with old sleepy joe whereas we can move them on very quick so we we currently average about one every three to four days so it's going really well as a system but in fact while we're on air we may have another one (laughs) okay is john major back (laughs) well no that guy had class yeah. I liked his glasses. Never mind, too. make America great again. Let's make golf betting great again, Rick. All right. Let's talk about that Houston Open because it'll be at Memorial Park Golf Course coming up here on uh, the 10th. We'll get started on Thursday. Well, what are you thinking? Well, this is a big, big week for me. I mean, this is a great course, Memorial Park. The hardest course that they will play really up until next spring. Par 70, very, very strange course in that it has five par threes and three par fives 
which uh, will find out the better players because the, 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 the better players come to the top on par three. So if ever your listeners are going to wager on, on tournaments, on courses with a lot of par threes, look at the top of those rankings is my advice. And there's a guy sat there at the top, Scotty Scheffler, plus 600, six to one in old money. Uh, he finished third at the Mayakuba last week. He holds the course record here, Rick. Finished second last year. I think he's going to be very difficult to beat. You know, uh, just on a personal note, whenever I drive the cart up to the next hole and it's a par five, I'm like, ugh, and my shoulders shrug. I, I just I just think I, 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 when I tee off, I won't be able to see the hole, and I start whining. I like the threes and the fours. How about you? Hmm. Yeah... Well, yeah, I think with a par five, what you've got to think with that, the, the great mistake is to try and hit the first shot too hard. You know, there's no rush. Just make a little plan with any shot. That's my advice to you, Rick. We'll have to have a game one day. Five bucks per hole. <laughs> five quid, you mean? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll throw in a 50p, although they can be dangerous if they catch you in the eye. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about... Hideki Matsuyama. He's one of those very difficult players to figure out. One week he's hurt, the next week he's winning. Uh, what What is he going to do, you think, this week? Well, I think he's terrible value yet again. This is a guy who so rarely wins, yet always finds himself near the top of the, the bookmaker's prices. He's plus 220, 22 to 1. He... Uh, he just doesn't win, Rick. Great talent, but you know we want to be betting players that appear on leaderboards and win tournaments, or, or we want to be taking risks on players at big prices. What we mustn't do is bet low-priced people that don't win, and I'm afraid Hideki's starting to fall into that must-not-bet category. You know, I've always been told that I was a low-priced person. I didn't really know what that meant. Back in your time in London, I believe, Rick. <laughs> Let me ask you about get my oyster card. Um, Aaron Wise, the former PGA Rookie of the Year, he's gone winless for four years, but people think that maybe Memorial Park might be the part, the spot for him to break through. What do you think? Great driver. You see, this to me is the strength of the, the play on Scheffler. The second favorite is Sam Burns. Great player, 14 to 1 plus 140. Aaron Wise, yet to win, his third favourite. And then we've got Fee now, who said himself last week he's going to take a few weeks to get into his strides at a long break. So we've got a tournament that is very weak at the top end of the market. Now, Aaron Wise, I can see being in the 5-6. So as an each-way play, a place play, great. I struggle to see him winning, if I'm honest. By the way, where are we with the whole live thing? Well, um... You know, when all the top players left, they said they were going for an easy life and they were only going to play a few tournaments and blah, blah, blah. Now they've they've launched a new schedule for next year with a lot more tournaments in it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Xander Schauffele's gone over there now to start a new team. It is a worry. What What's interesting, Rick, is that the PGA listened to the top players, provided them with loads of big money events, and more premium events with small fields for the top, top players, and yet people are still leaving. So how much money are live offering? Mind-boggling. Let's go back to Houston for a second. We're with Simon Holden from AgainstTheNumber.com. Sam Burns, a three-time winner a season ago, and once 
in Texas. He arrives in Houston off of a seventh place finish at the CJ Cup in South Carolina. Your thoughts? Um, second favorite again. I think he's very short in the betting. I do like Sam Burns, but again, like a broken record, he's only double the price of Scheffler, who we know is in form. We know he's the course record holder, and we know he's like along with Rory McIlroy, the best player in the world. So suddenly, double the odds for Sam Burns doesn't interest me. And then a dark horse, anyone lurking? I know we know you like Scheffler. Anyone lurking, though? Yeah, there is uh, Charlie Hoffman, 175 to 1. Huge, huge price. Played really well last week. He's been out of form for a while. Wonderful striker of the ball, very good driver of the ball. Two things you need down here. And also, Rick... Let's go back to what we said at the start, five par threes. Hoffman loves a par three, great iron player, so I think he's going to love this place, and he's lurking at a huge price. Have you ever had an ace yourself? Oh, recently, recently, just missed, hit the flag, Mm. and just stopped behind it. Oh, the nightmares continue. I just got over it until you mentioned that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Back to the doctors tomorrow. I was in a uh, celebrity golf tournament, of course, because, you know, I'm such a big celebrity. And Very much so. There was a hole with this off to the side, a beautiful navy blue, brand new Mercedes. And it was the, if you got a hole in one, you drove the Mercedes home. And I got out my three iron uh, and I just plinked it and it hit the dance floor and it started going towards the hole. And then my friend who was with me tackled me. Because he yelled, it's going in, and he tackled me. And then I looked up, and I was about a foot and a half away. But oh. that was, can I just tell you, that was about eight seconds of pure thrills. Yeah, 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 yeah. And with gas prices now, you needed to win the tournament <laughs> to be able to get home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, last guy I'm going to throw in here, because I heard a sleeper, even though he's like 85 to 1, Davis Thompson, your thoughts on the former Georgia Bulldog? Yeah, well, he is one of those players, all these shadows who hang around in golf betting forums and throw big price players at each other. Obviously, I'm not a member, but I seem to know what goes on in these forums. Um, All these shadows, a lot of them are saying he's the next big thing, Davis Thompson. So keep an eye out on him, yeah. And this is a week that's the top... At this week at the top end of the market. So if we're going to play big price players, these are the weeks to do it. So uh, a bit of pizza money coming his way wouldn't be a bad thing. You getting ready for uh, Qatar? Mm. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, we have, uh, yes. Uh, all these people have been telling us for nine months of soccer players, Rick, to take the knee and all these things. They seem to have uh, be having a month off the old uh, political crusade, don't they? <laughs> all right. There he is, Simon Holden, AgainstTheNumber.com. Always great real. stuff. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, my friend. Cheers, mate. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We will come on back on Sports Byline with Sarah Hester-Ross.
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800-915-9654. 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Can I be real with you right now? I mean, like, really, really real? Yes. I just thought about going out there for the second half, and a little bit of pee came out. Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. 
Girl, you better get in line. All right. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. You know, we love the comedians. We love the singers. And so we really like it when they can do both at a high level. And that's our next guest, the lovely and talented Sarah Hester Ross. She is at the great club Helium up there in the Rose City of Portland. Sarah, welcome to the show. Uh, what was the thought behind Sarah Hester, Sarah Ross, and you're like, screw it, I'm going with both? <laughs> well, actually, it's a kind of a sad story. Uh, <laughs> Ross was my married name, and uh, after I got divorced, uh, because, you know, that's what you do when you get married, um, I, I, I had a few IMDb credits with Hester Ross as uh, the name, and I didn't want to lose them, so I just kept it after my divorce. Uh, so legally, my name is Sarah, and then I've got two last names, Hester Ross, and I just, I'm very complicated, but it keeps people asking questions like that, so. <laughs> not Hester, <laughs> not Hester Prynne. No, 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 no. I mean, even though, <laughs> love that lady, love that woman, love what she stands for. You loved how she got now. down. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that was very smart of you. I, I, I ask people all the time because I say that I have three first names, Sarah, Hester, and Ross, mm-hmm. and people always get confused, and I'm like, Hester Pren, the Scarlet Letter, mm-hmm. anybody? No. That's very smart content of you, Rick. Well, I mean, everyone says I'm a genius. That's their word, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're so, hanging out with the right people, then. All right, good. Um, so for you... Um, when did, would you say if someone said, look, are you a singer or a comedian and you can only pick one, what would you pick? I probably, if I had to pick one, it would be a singer. I'm a musician. Um, I've born and raised into the music. I've been performing on stage since I was three years old. My first job ever was when I was 11 years old, I was working at Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida, uh, in this like 50s, 60s and 70s, like pop show. So I've been on stage singing ever since I can remember. Comedy came a little later uh, because of um, I'm my main shtick. I'm from Las Vegas. I live in Las Vegas now, and I'm a piano bar entertainer. And so that's kind of where the comedy came from and realized that I was like, hey, I'm funny. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of where that. But if I had to choose one, it would be a, a musician. I'm a singer, and I just... I happen to be funny, you know. You know, I've I, I've seen so many times at piano bars, and you're forced into sing us a song on the piano man. How many times you got to yep. do that? A hundred? At least at least twelve a night. <laughs> and it's a twelve minute song. Well, if you come to my show, I have a whole parody about how because you know as the song is called Piano Man, but I'm I'm a I'm a woman and my experience in the piano bar is just a tad bit different than old Billy Boys, uh, being a woman. And so I have this whole parody called Piano Babe about how I get treated in the piano bar and it's it's wild. It's fun. It it, it makes the song a little bit more interesting for me. <laughs> now do you think of yourself as kind of a weird owl or is that a is that pejorative? No, definitely not. I do have some parodies. Weird Al is a parody writer, um, and so he takes other songs that have already been written, and he keeps the melody, and then he changes the lyrics 
to make them like more like funny. So I do have a few of those. I don't know um, if I'm allowed to be explicit on your show. No, we we we'd rather not because this is regular radio. I completely understand, but um, uh, uh, a girl's best friend is not diamond. It is a device of mm-hmm. hers. Does it rhyme? I, does I, it I rhyme with Bilbo? <laughs> no, actually. Oh. No, that's too intense for me. Oh, sorry. No. My it mind. with Schmeiss braiders. Well, it's, <laughs> isn't that the same thing? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh, Rick. Oh, uh, wait. No, you want... Okay. Well, I guess you're right. Those are two... They're it's sort of like... Different. Yeah, a horse and a pony. It's not the same uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, yep. I'm They're catching different. on. And I... I explain all of that in my show. You will learn so much if you come. I'm I'm very I'm very intrigued about sitting down with you and explaining the differences between them. All right. I also want you to explain the difference between men and women and the birds and the bees. Oh, okay. Well, Rick, if you don't know by now. <laughs> good how, luck again. How's the merch going? Merch is great. I I have uh I have um, a few T-shirts and stickers and stuff, and people are always so generous about that. I, I think that I have a lot of uh, really cool um, uh, jokes that I put on my show, shirts and merch, and so uh, people seem to really dig my stuff, so, which I'm happy about. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your catchphrase, quote, stop giving men microphones? Oh, of course. I could talk about this all day. I, basically, it came about when um, the, the idea of male podcasts, and I'm not talking about just men like talking, using a microphone. It's these guys who their entire podcast is just about complaining about women and, and, stuff, and, and this whole like alpha man mindset of like, you know, Andrew Tate and being like, oh, you know, be an alpha man and women should be submissive and blah, blah, blah. So um, that's kind of where that joke comes from, is just like making fun of them and bringing awareness that that is actually a thing in some men's mindsets. And there are young men listening to them and being like, oh, yeah, I get this. This makes sense. And just trying to get the word out that, you know, yeah, if you never want to touch a woman again for the rest of your life, go. Yeah, be that. But it's it's not good. It's not it's not good. So, and, and I think yeah, that's, that's what this thought is about. OK. And then for the holidays, what says love more, Sarah, than a straight to hell embroidered beanie? <laughs> straight to hell embroidered beanie. Is that yours? No, that's that's that on merch? that's your merch. Oh, straight to ha- straight to jail. Oh, sorry, know? straight to jail. I said hail. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I kind of like hell too. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I could make that work as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like the whole idea of like you know men it, with microphones. It's like if you're talking about women in a derogatory term, like nope, straight to jail, straight to jail. Nope, straight to jail. 
So, yes, I have these beanies that say straight to jail on them, and I love them, and, they're, and people seem to like them, too. So. And, and finally, about merch, the, the shirt with your legs spread way far apart, does the fundamental Christian right, did they complain about that shirt? Oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm a Jew. They're always complaining about me. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? The Jew with the Scottish name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Helium. I like, I like to keep everybody guessing. So. All right, so Helium Portland. Uh, tell us a little bit more. The, the, well, obviously, heliumcomedy.com uh, to get tickets. Yeah. But this is uh, for tomorrow, right? Yes, Wednesday, November 9th, uh, 8 p.m. show. So, and, and then tickets are selling pretty fast. So, which I'm really excited about. It would pro- if I if I do sell out, it will be my first sold out show. Ooh, so, a sellout bonus! Yeah, I love that. Well, uh, you know, I used to play in Portland a lot. Uh, I don't know if you know. It, it, it's not there right now. I think they're reopening it. But the Barrel Room, it was a piano bar in Chinatown. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. but I used to play there a lot. I, so I really have such a, like a, a heart for Portland. And so I'm really, really excited about this show. Barrel room. It's going to be a barrel room. It's going to be a barrel of laughs with yeah. Sarah <laughs> Hester Prynne Ross. Check her out. She <laughs> is a TikTok viral star. Uh, so many viruses. Sarah, whenever you're in San Francisco, come on by the studio. We'd love to have you. I'd love that. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. Appreciate it. Sure, no doubt about it. And um, you know what's funny is that I think all the times, and it's not just me, but all the times I've been in a comedy show and somebody comes out with a guitar, don't you just go, uh, there's a collective moan. Like, oh, no. Do we, have to, <laughs> do we have to sit through this? And then it's usually pretty good. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We have an open segment. What? Come on back. certain chronic conditions such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, 
Your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 514 0521. 800 514 0521. That's 800 514 0521. To me, it's like a mountain, a vast bowl of pus. his servants all right welcome back to the show and we have some lines available if you want you know i was looking at uh now that we're at the halfway point of the season like uh you know we can get into who might be you know you know the awards winners and MVPs and 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 stuff uh, like that, and and we'll get into that at some point, I'm sure this week. Uh, mid-season awards, more or less, I guess you would call them. <clears throat> um, but I also want to look at the rooks and the all-rookie team. And one of the things that irked me more than anything was that when Marcus Allen was a rookie, he led the NFL in scoring. He was the first rookie to do that since Gail Sayers. And then my friend said, hey, you know, he made the all-rookie team. What? He should have been the MVP. Do you know who the MVP was? It'd be one thing if you said, well, the MVP was some fantastic quarterback, wide receiver, running back. The MVP of the NFL was Mark Mosley, the super toe kicker with the perm mullet fat one bar face mask guy for the Redskins at the time. 
<clears throat> he was the MVP. It makes me mad. But who would be your rookie quarterback of the year? Well, there's this guy, this guy. What about Bailey Zappi? Five touchdowns, three picks. <laughs> Maybe. Running back, Damian Pierce with Houston. He's already passed 500 yards. He was the seventh running back and the second Pierce drafted, if you count Alec Pierce by the Colts. And, um, I mean, Kenneth Walker in Seattle's closing in on him, but wide receiver, <clears throat> there's a few. Chris Olave, I know the Raiders were looking at. He's already passed 500 yards on the season. Uh, you think about Ohio State putting out a guy like that, and uh, Garrett Wilson with the Jets is closing in on 500 as well. You know, just getting tons of targets. And then Alec Pierce of Indianapolis. <clears throat> and he's held back because they don't really have a quarterback, but he's first in yards per reception of all rookies. Six foot three, runs a four four, jumps 40 and a half inch vertical. Tight end, some of these names are like, who? I know. Tight end, Dan Bellinger with the Giants. Now he's got a nasty eye injury. He's a kid out of San Diego State, a fourth-round pick by New York. But 16 catches, 152 yards, two touchdowns. It's not a lot to pick up from rookie uh, tight ends. Offensive line, Tyler Linderbaum. The center, the Ravens moved back up into the first round to get him. He's right there. Abraham Lucas of the Seahawks at tackle. You think about Braxton Jones with the Bears, a fifth-round fifth pick, Southern Utah, picking up big yards. Uh, Ikwem Ikwonu and Charles Cross. You know, these were both blue-chip prospects. They're settling in. Right now, Iquano has been steady of late. Cross has been a little bit more consistent from the start of the season. But switching to the other side of the ball, edge rusher, Arnold Abiketti with the Falcons. <clears throat> and if you've overlooked him, don't be surprised because the Falcons' defense as a whole has been pretty rancid this year. But second-round pick out of Penn State, a guy who flew up the boards on the draft process. He's third most in pressures. Uh, amongst all rookies. And then, of course, Kayvon Thibodeau, who I loved in the draft. His season started off hurt, but a run stopper, uh, good pressuring the quarterback, and we're beginning to see the guy who shined at Oregon for the Giants. Jordan Davis of the Eagles. Believe it or not, Davis is second amongst all rookie defensive tackles and pressures at seven. He was supposed to just stop the run, <clears throat> his big Britches. Defensive tackle, Logan Hall with the Bucks. Pretty good start for him. Uh, linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez. <clears throat> Saw him in hard knocks. An afterthought out of Oklahoma State on the third day of the draft. He's only missed 8% of his tackle attempts. Who studies this? But a pass breakup, a forced fumble, four pressures, and a sack. Uh, Devin Lloyd with the Jags. This is a guy who I 
really wanted, and you give him the nod over Quay Walker in Green Bay. But Lloyd um, has missed more tackles than uh, Walker, but he leads all rookie linebackers in tackles, 68, and pressures with eight. Uh, defensive backs, <clears throat> obviously Scoss, uh, Sauce Gardner. He's going to be the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year unless he gets hurt. You would think his 12 pass breakups lead the entire league regardless of rooks. And uh, just uh, everything that he was supposed to be coming out of that Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bearcat team. Tariq Woolen with the Seahawks, another uh, guy who's playing very well at corner for Seattle with a 4-2-6. Jack Jones with the Patriots, didn't start, but then a textbook pick six of Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago, and then another pick six against the Lions, and uh, it's the kid out of uh, Arizona State. But safety, Kirby Joseph, I was talking about him yesterday. Two lines on this list, if you consider how porous their defense has been still, but a rangy guy at Illinois and a disruptor back there. Pass breakup, two forced fumbles, and he's only allowed uh, three catches. And then probably Jaquan Brisker, the Bears, the other safety, just a ferocious, almost like linebacker when he was at Penn State. And he leads all... Ricky safeties with 51 tackles, four pressures. That would be uh, a uh, blitz. And you look at that interception against the Patriots. That was of the highlight variety. So getting back to midseason awards, as I was saying, the MVP has got to be Jalen Hurts at this point, believe it or not. Coach of the year, you could pick a few. We go Brian Dable. What he's been able to do, top 10 offense and defense, that's not easy to do. The Giants have the number one four rushing offense, Saquon Barkley, and the number nine defense in points per game. Offensive player of the year, some people are saying Tyreek Hill is already just about at 1,000 yards <laughs> halfway through the season. But, you know, if you're a Bills fan, you say Stephon Diggs. If you're a Rams fan, you say Cooper Cup. If you're a Vikings fan, you say Justin Jefferson. You know, from people in Cleveland will be saying Nick Chubb. But if you think about pairing him with Jalen Waddell, just historic numbers right now. And you think about how much better Tua Tagovailoa is with him there, number 10. Defensive player of the year, a linebacker who wears number 11, that's Micah Parsons. Already eight tackles for loss, eight sacks, two forced fumbles, a touchdown. And Zadarius Smith is having a good year for the Vikings since he left Lambeau. Max Crosby's playing well. I thought he was a little overrated. He got paid, but he got better. Nick Bosa, Matthew Judon, Von Miller, they're all coming in off the edge. But you can't. no one's better than Parsons for what he does. So, offensive rookie of the year. You know, we get back into those, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker, probably defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. Comeback player of the year is not Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Geno Smith. In fact, you could say, I mean, is it coming back if you were never any good? But over 70% completion, 107.2 passer rating. You could say Saquon Barkley. He's already got like 1,000 yards from scrimmage. You could say Derrick Henry, who missed a lot of time last year. But 
I mean, Gino has looked better than Russell Wilson did last year. And I talked to J.D. Sharp yesterday from AgainstTheNumber.com, and I said, would you sign Gino Smith to a long-term deal, or is this all smoke and mirrors? He said, no, I would sign him. Uh, I'm not there yet. I'm just, I'm just not there yet. But, I mean, this guy was a flop with the Jets, but he's protecting the ball. I mean, there's no doubt he's fantastic so far this year. There's no doubt how that can happen. Um, we also, this week, get a game in Germany at the Allianz Arena, which I drove right past when I was in Munich a few years ago. München. Uh, I just wonder uh, how that one's going to go. They used to have, remember, the Rhine Fire. Um, I had a couple other German teams, I forgot. Frankfurt Rhine Fire. But... Um, I saw an article written by John Breach who said that, uh, yeah, I went to the Hofbrau, Hofbräu house, or the Hofbräu house, the Hofbräu house, and he goes, I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. Um, and believe you me, I love, in fact, speaking of that, my Twitter background right now is of the Hofbräu house. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady is going to be going there, but he's stunk this year. But here's the thing. When Tom Brady plays in a foreign country, he's 3-0. That's right. And Brady is 258 yards away from setting the NFL passing record for most yards outside the U.S. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a record. Did you? No. Is he going to hit those numbers against Seattle? The Buccaneers have struggled to move the ball against the high school team, and the Seattle defense has actually been really good over the last month. So... You know, even though the Seahawks are flying from the Pacific time zone and Tampa Bay is flying from the Eastern time zone, and uh, if you think about all those extra miles, it's really not. It's less than 300 miles difference because of the way Florida is and the, and the stretch of Earth. When you fly to Europe, and I can tell you this, from San Francisco, you fly over Seattle. You think, why aren't you flying towards New York? Well, you're going the long way. you got to fly over Canada and Greenland and Iceland. In fact, my plane landed in Reykjavik one time because the woman had to be taken ill, taken to the hospital. We landed in Reykjavik. They wouldn't let us off the plane. Technically, I've been to Iceland in a plane at the airport, and I punched Bjork. No, she punched me. Nothing. Uh, anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll come on back. Uh, if you want to get in, do it quickly at 1-800-878-PLAY. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. 
airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us. We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332-800-738-5332-800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. You're so ugly, you could be a modern art masterpiece. I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. All right. As always, a very eclectic show. Dick Gould for an hour uh, in studio. We talked golf. We talked musical theater. We talked uh, lots of stuff. Hartford men's basketball coach John Gallagher quit. Yesterday, He was going to enter his 13th season with the program. The only coach that ever took him to March Madness, which was last year. And he quit the day the season started because he said he thought his players would be better off. He said, at the end of the day, it's better for the student-athlete experience if I stepped away. They will be treated much better now than if I was there. That was the deciding factor. That's the truth. 
So Tom Devitt, his assistant, is uh, taking over. Hartford is transitioning out of Division One. And um, in a resignation letter to Hartford President Greg Woodward, Gallagher alleges multiple breaches of contract. He said, as I have <clears throat> communicated on multiple occasions, both directly and through my counsel, the University of Hartford has not only breached the material terms of my contract, but has consistently and repeatedly undermined the men's basketball program to the point where player safety and well-being is being jeopardized. End quote. He wrote, and the university acknowledged that the school did not assign a trainer to travel with the team against Dartmouth recently, and a player got hurt. And so you can read the whole resignation letter if you want. It goes on for about 12 paragraphs. But he says, the reality, however, is that the university has effectively already terminated my contract due to its repeated and ongoing failure to adhere to core commitments it made to the contract. I was trying to get through things I should have. The student athlete who was injured, I was upset with myself that I allowed that there. There was no trainer on that bus. I was upset, and for me, that was the final straw. So I'll say this about Hartford. Uh, It's supposed to be a lame city. (laughs) Have I been there? Absolutely not. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back tomorrow at 9 a.m. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.